Oh my gracious, we did it. It's podcast number eight. I know that's not a particularly enticing number to most, but it's my lucky number. So I'm excited that we've reached podcast number eight with Wave Talks Fitness for Humans. And today, because of the lucky number eight, and because today is the year of the ox as we record this, we're going to talk about overhead pressing. I don't know what that has to do with oxes, but this is the segue that I came up with in this moment. Is the plural of oxes oxen? Oxi? Oxy. Oxo. Oxics? Oxi. Oxo is a kitchen gadgets company. Oh, it is. I can see the text in my head. There you go. And I don't think it's the year of OXO. Although it might be. <laughs> we might be encouraging you to buy stocks in OXO if, if they indeed have stocks. I don't know if they're publicly traded or not. Um, well, I they are not, now. I am not part of the Wall Street Pets movement if you haven't <laughs> figured that out yet. No, no. If anything, I would buy the Dogecoin. So today we're talking about reaching overhead and shoulder health. I still don't know what that has to do with oxen, but that's okay. It is, the shoulder, that is, the most mobile joint in the body with the most degrees of freedom, but is inherently the least stable. And, as I've been told to read it, with great range of motion comes great responsibility. Yes. Jess, are you happy with that? I'm so happy. We should put a cape on you now. Again, that's Uncle Ben. That's not the superhero. The rice guy. Not the the rice rice guy, guy, Uncle Ben. We had this discussion earlier. I'm sorry, listener. We, we, we had this discussion earlier comes where great responsibility. they wanted me to say with great range of motion comes great responsibility. And I explained that that's Uncle Ben. So they're turning me into the old guy that dies. But not all heroes wear capes. Uncle Ben is the real hero because he got Spider-Man to actually take his superpowers seriously. So and who's the you can real make hero? rice in just five minutes. Uh, That's what this is about. So, going back to the shoulders, which I'm pretty sure Spider-Man had at least two, if not eight. I don't know how spiders work. There's only one bony attachment at the clavicle, which allows for great freedom, but great potential for vulnerability, as as we were talking about. It's, It's a very inherently unstable joint. And in order to take away some of that vulnerability, it should be trained in all sorts of positions. And when we say that, it means just have a lot of diversity of the types of movements that you're training when you're training the shoulder. Often, we neglect to do overhead work. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But for most people, it's because they're uncomfortable with a proper overhead movement or it creates a degree of discomfort because of many reasons, either either injury or just lack of understanding of how to properly overhead press. And as Dee would normally say, we can help with that. So there are quite a few factors that lead to shoulder limitations. In our modern day lifestyle, we tend to have a very different movement pattern than our ancestors did. The functions of our shoulders have changed, yet our anatomy has not. We've moved from being, you know, hunter-gatherers, warriors, to office workers and repetitive labor. 
Office work often leads to an overactivation of the upper traps and the shortening of the pec minor, leading to that forward roll that we often see. This actually inhibits overhead movement because it's changing the dynamic of where your shoulder actually sits in the capsule. Repetitive labor often leads to muscle imbalances, repetitive strain, and compression of vertebral discs. When you have compression of discs in your mid and upper back, it makes it really hard to extend through the spine because it pushes down on that compression further, feeling uncomfortable. So like Cam mentioned, people will move away from trying to do those overhead movements. The three main things that we really see affecting overhead movement is lack of thoracic mobility. So that's your mid spine. And really it plays a huge role in overhead positions. It has to be able to extend under load and with strength in order to actually get your shoulder into a position that's reaching perfectly overhead. We spend a lot of time in flexion when we're sitting at a desk or we're doing repetitive labor or other things where we're rounding our back because we're observing something with our eyes or we're working with our arms. This would be a really good opportunity to have a look at our upper cross syndrome video if you're experiencing some of the pain that comes along with a lack of overhead mobility. Secondly, we often have trouble with internal and external rotation. Shoulders are meant to rotate and move. We have a lot of degrees of freedom, like Cam mentioned, but not a lot of people actually learn how to internally rotate their shoulders. So that would be like getting your hand behind your back or externally rotate the shoulder. That would be like throwing a baseball. So those are actions that we don't do on a daily basis necessarily, even though they are subtly in our everyday lives. And then lack of knowledge. Cam also mentioned this as well, is that people don't always know the right path to get to an overhead position where they feel in control and capable. So you'll see some biomechanical errors like loss of core control, uh, lack of mid-trap activation and lat activation during overhead reaching, not actually having a secure base for that reaching arm or rotator cuff stabilization. So having weak muscles in some areas and overactive ones in others. So it's really important that we know how to reach overhead efficiently and that we know why it has purpose in training and in our lives. Why is it important to reach overhead? Why do we care so much about all these little details and all these different factors? So you can reach overhead. Yes, it's important to reach overhead so you can reach overhead. <laughs> It's, it's true. This, sounds like a statement I would make. Yeah, and, and this is why we're telling people to be able to reach over their head so they can keep reaching over their head. This is a super important movement and all the mobility that comes with being able to reach overhead so that we can get through life. Um, we often deal with clients who experience pain with shoulder movements, and because of that pain they experience, they just reduce that range of motion or they avoid that range of motion because it hurts. So they're never really working to try and get that range back and it can end up stopping them in their tracks. So they stop being able to reach up into cupboards, get through their daily tasks or do the things that they really enjoy. There's a lot of people who stop going to the gym when they enjoy training because they're experiencing pain and don't know what to do about it. So by not getting that movement in, they're continuing to not be able to get that movement in and that's where it ends up cycling. <laughs> this is why I just keep repeating myself because this is what, what happens. Which just ends up being injuries. that vicious cycle where yeah. you feel like you're hurt and then you just don't want to go back and then you get hurt again and again and again. Would you say if you don't use it, you 
lose it? Uh, you're stepping on my point that I'm bringing Damn up it. later. <sighs> Move it or lose it. But really, this further limits your movement. It exacerbates the mobility limitation, and it sometimes even leads to pain and discomfort in other muscles due to compensations that come with avoiding specific movements. For example, if you can't reach up overhead, you might notice that you're shrugging and reaching one side of your ribcage up higher, which is going to tighten the other side of the low back. So just not being able to perform those tasks takes away a lot of your freedom of movement. And that's sort of my next point is freedom of movement. We want to be able to get through our lives. And so that's daily tasks. That's things that bring us joy. That's, you know, finding ways to relax, get creative, do our jobs, hit our fitness goals. All those things are related to having those freedoms. But with that comes independence and longevity. So many daily tasks require us to reach overhead. And if we lose that ability, it can become harder to take care of ourselves. If we stop doing those overhead tasks or things that move our shoulders around, we'll likely see that the freedom of movement just starts to decrease. And that can be pretty upsetting. That can really knock us down if all of a sudden this this normal task of grabbing a coffee filter or grabbing a mug is something that we can't do. That can really weigh on us. I think humans are infinitely adaptable and we get past a lot of that negative feeling by burying it and forgetting about it you'll forget all about that because you'll come up with the compensations for not doing those tasks anymore and thus you lose the motivation for even trying so it compounds it becomes even worse and you are not only losing it but you're losing the mental like aspect of it as well eventually well and then even like if we go into that further think about how much like emotional trauma and feeling actually goes into our body and the tensions we carry and the pains that we have like you know if there you know if there's a bit of shame that comes with not being able to perform something and that's not us telling you that you should be ashamed this is something that we sometimes internalize when we feel that we should be able to do something but if that goes into the pain it just gets tighter and tighter and becomes way harder to release and set free to be able to get that freedom back and flipping that around it also because of societal norms and what we think we're supposed to be able to do. And then also the, um, what's the word I'm looking for here, but the like kind of acceptance movement on the other side, like, Hey, it's okay for you to be different. Hey, it's okay for you not to be able to do these things. We create these mental barriers that prevent us from, even wanting to try like it, it almost gives us that placated excuse of why it doesn't matter if I can't reach overhead it doesn't matter if I can't do these things and there are legitimate reasons why people like you know in in specific injuries and what have you where people can't and it's totally legitimate but I've been in the game long enough I'm sure you have and I'm sure you have you guys don't know who I just pointed to which one which one was it which which who was first who was second it doesn't matter you'll never everybody's know. equal here but that idea of having a shoulder injury and deciding that it's over, I'll never do this, thus I accept myself where I am, and that's fine, and that's part of my personal acceptance, I think is a potentially dangerous way of thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. people are just, in general, humans are highly adaptable. We're so adaptable, in fact, that we convince ourselves that this is just the way we are now. Instead of going to a place where you actually think that you can 
initiate change in your body and that you are in control of a lot of those things. And sometimes it does require professional help, but that you can adapt again to relearning movement. And you do have to relearn movement over and over and over again throughout your life. So having a fear-based response when it comes to a certain type of movement and just avoiding it for the rest of your life might not be the best way to cope with that mechanism. In some cases it might, but in some cases it might not be. Yeah, well, and I mean, I, I love this digression that we just did. So again, important things to be talking about here. But, you know, let's let's come back to this. So we we're kind of talking about freedom of movement. So, you know, having those pains and those limitations, um, you know, they really change. Like, because these, these are daily things that they impact, like things for cleaning, eating, personal hygiene, and some things like play. So playing with your kids, your pets, your dog that's making all kinds of sounds when you're trying to do a podcast, uh, drawing, playing instruments, even singing. Like, that can be impacted by um, pain. So we kind of say move it or lose it. So the less we move the shoulder, the less we're able to move the shoulder and it becomes this cycle. So some of the things that we kind of take for granted as our movement are lifting up children, pets, partners, trophies, newborn lion cubs, uh, reaching for plates in the kitchen, cups, plants, ceiling fans. Wait, what? You heard me. Cookie jars, alcohol, I keep mine on the top of the fridge, stocking shelves at home, at work, painting, painting your walls, washing your hair, brushing, drying your hair, putting a hair elastic on, putting on jackets, opening blinds, pruning, gutter cleaning, changing light bulbs, cleaning shelves, shaking your hands in the air, waving them around like you just don't care. Remember when raising the roof was a thing? What if you couldn't raise the roof? But really, all these little things, there's so much we do in our days, or maybe so much that we used to do in our days that we're not doing because we have this lack of mobility. So we want to encourage you to to try and build that mobility or challenge yourself to be able to get back to some of those activities that brought you joy, that got you through the day, that got you feeling really good about how you were getting on in your day. If we come back to our overhead presses, that's a great place to really make sure we're building technique if you already have that. Luckily, we have released a video where we give you some overhead pressing movements that don't require any equipment. So we've got a video, you can check it out on YouTube. We've got a pike push up, which is a really great one to do with just body weight, handstand shoulder taps, which is quite a bit more advanced, but a really great challenge. And then serratus glides, which is awesome for getting lots of shoulder stability even before we go overhead. So again, a bit of an advanced exercise but you can check these all out on our video um, this is going sort of on the more advanced end but here at three wave we are here to show you all kinds of different levels and we really want to meet you where you're at with your pain mobility skill level and really adapt actually way back at the very beginning times of three wave we developed uh, overhead and shoulder mobility video as well. So that one's way back on our YouTube if you're struggling with mobility and thoracic mobility like we talked about at the beginning. That one was when we didn't know how to stop. Like we just kept going. There's like 40 different variants on that video. There's a lot of variants on that video. There's a lot of content there for you if you're struggling to actually even get into an overhead position. And it's so old haircuts too. Old haircuts, hair different colors. hair colors oh, yeah. in a park, if I remember correctly. Yes. So there's lots of options there. 
And we really want to make sure that you're not always just doing overhead pressing. This is common too. You want to do overhead pulling as well. Remember, we talked about how you want to train the shoulders in a multitude of different ways so that when you're faced with a problem, your shoulder can handle it. So make sure that you're doing overhead pulling such as pull-ups, lap pull-down, chin-ups, lateral pull-downs, or even dead hangs where your shoulders learn how to just handle load. We have some of these videos also on our YouTube channel as well. But if you ever find that you're struck with a challenge that you don't know how to handle, make sure that you reach out to us because we can definitely help you with your overhead mobility and problems. We can also help you with a multitude of other fitness-based concerns as well not just overhead pressing oh my gosh you're totally right we can yeah we can we can do overhead pulling we can do overhead lateral movement we can do calf raises totally unrelated to shoulders how do you do that overhead i mean you could do it upside down i guess that's technically overhead and then put a dog on your feet so that you're raising the dog with your calf raises (laughs) what why (laughs) why to load it To load it. Otherwise, there's nothing on your feet and you're just calf raising the air. If we're inverted. I don't want to put my dog on my feet. What if I drop the dog? You can put her on my feet. I won't drop her. I don't trust you. Well, you should. I don't trust you at all. You should trust me. Thank you so much for spending the time with us, listening to the podcast. Be sure to go check out our social media. You get to see a lot more of the crazy antics um, in human form because it's video. And also do check out our YouTube because that's a lot of fun. There's a lot of good information there. It's a great repository of exercises, techniques, and understanding of why and what and how. Is it a great repository? It is a great repository! It's good that we have a great repository. We have the greatest repository! And also, if you're interested in... (laughs) I tried. (laughs) I tried to not laugh. (laughs) And finally, we offer service because of course we do. We are fitness humans. We love working with fitness humans. You are a fitness human. You might not even know it yet. You could come work with us. We'll write a program for you that suits your needs, your amount of time that you have to dedicate to fitness, the space that you're working out in, the equipment that you have. Stay tuned for our next podcast, which will be number nine. What are we talking about in our next podcast? We are talking about how to balance out pushing and pulling. So we've talked a lot about pressing and the shoulder, but we're going to talk about how to actually design a program that's going to make sure you're taking care of your shoulders and getting that good balance instead of us just telling us that you should do that. That sounds absolutely enticing and i don't know how any of the listeners are going to wait two weeks for that thanks for sticking around being with us go check out all the things and we'll see you next time on wave talks wave talks fitness for humans